変身
and it's so much better than the comic. Okay. Because I was considering reading it, but I started off like reading the first few chapters and I wasn't really like engaged by it. So I'm like, some things I'll just keep just to watch it visually. Yeah. And like, you don't need to like do the like cross examination of like, oh, like (laughs) what was done here and the like, and like everything I've seen about the boys, like it's kind of generic and like super like dark in ways that aren't even like worth it and like just like a lot of stuff of like oh i appreciate like starlight's not really a character she's just kind of like a gag about constantly getting sexually assaulted and that's wild to think compared to the show where she's got a lot to do right that's nuts but i guess they like they've already done stuff that like makes major plot points in the comics impossible okay so it's completely different than than like reading a manga (laughs) you know what i mean like if you were to completely alter a you know, like a manga and and an added anime, people were like, riot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I guess comic books are a lot more flexible in that sense. It does kind of seem like they were like, oh, we like the idea of the basic concept and like certain characters like Homelander, but we're going to change the rest, which fine. That's fine on me sometimes. Yeah. And also a lot of the stuff that happens in like, you know, uh, comic books or manga can't be adapted live action. <laughs> so that's why manga and anime translate so well because you can pretty much you know draw a few panels out versus having somebody act out a certain scene you know what i um like saw that was actually pretty wild i'm like have you ever read um like grand blue no i never heard of that one it's like a it's like a coming of age like it's like working at like a resort like really popular like manga and like anime but um the actor who plays like sento is like a lead in that i was like oh that's like weird <laughs> What do you do it here? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Looks like a slice of life type type anime, which are probably like very secretly like the biggest genre, honestly. <laughs> yeah, for, seriously. So, you know, I dabble in slice slice of life here and there, but not too much. But this looks like a it could be a, a, a like a good uh, light light watch. Oh, yeah, I know that um like uh, fruit baskets is getting like a new anime, and I remember that was so popular with all the people who got made fun of so bad in like middle and high school and i was like oh man <laughs> yeah that that's one of the ones that's like super hyped that i haven't watched yet as far as uh, slice of life it's hard because like you, you never know what you're gonna get like is it like um what's that one where it's like what if a nine-year-old was like a teacher for a class of hot girls and i was like what's this about uh but no um commission there's um one thing you wanted to talk about though Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, before the pod, we were talking about uh, my trip to Chicago. Uh, had a lot of fun. Went during the summer this time versus the freezing cold, windy city. Shout out to anybody that's listening that lives in Chicago. You guys are different. <laughs> uh, especially living in that kind of weather with the wind blowing like that. But all jokes aside, you know, food was great. Great stay. Uh, but uh, me and my fiance had like a weird experience there and we we kind of like you know got home and was like kind of like still kind of like had like the lingering effects of it and then we 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 went online and we found out that the hotel we stayed in is the most haunted place <laughs> in Chicago literally the most haunted hotel one of the most haunted hotels in the nation had no idea so we just had we sat down we started doing all these like reading reviews YouTube videos and then like we started like confessing to each other it was like I thought you were the one pulling a blanket off at night like it's like a ghost that pulls the blanket off you uh 
when I was in the shower, the the water just cut off like by itself, didn't come back on. I got out mid shower, and then my fiance went in, turned it back on, and black water came out. <laughs> yeah, like weird ass shit, bro. Uh, oh wait, is this one like the Drake Hotel? Nah, this one's called the Congress Hotel Plaza. Okay, and then it's just like stuff, just like we were acting different toward each other. <laughs> Yeah, like we're, I didn't, like we kind of just came to the realization that we think we were haunted. Oh, this is the one where H.H. H. Holmes killed all those people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not even just haunted, like a serial killer, like famous World's Fair, like bro. Yeah, literally just like soon as he, soon as we walked in, uh, we got there like around like a, like a eleven, got off the elevator on a sixth floor. <laughs> Elevator opens up, then like it was I guess it was dark in the hallway. This light comes on. First thing my fiance says, like, oh, this is spooky. This kind of feels like the shining. Come to find out, uh probably based off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, that out this this hotel also inspired him to write the the uh the book 1408. <laughs> oh yeah, is that the one about the like the author that goes to the haunted room and then I have to burn it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. We survived. We survived, bro. But we we definitely had some spooky encounters, and uh, we were just like, just spooking ourselves out even more last night. Just finally confessing, like things that were going on. We kind of just put it aside, and yeah, that's hilarious <laughs> that you accidentally were at the Syracuse Hotel. Uh, yeah, I'm like, so you're not allowed to book any rooms without me double checking anymore, because uh, yeah, <laughs> my girlfriend would kill me if that happened or she'd like surprise me be like oh it's so haunted right like damn it yeah you ever seen the moon the uh, the memes of like the the like it'd be like a car parked on like top of a fire hydrant and it'd be like girls be like oopsie <laughs> that was my my fiance when i was like the hotel's haunted she's like oops <laughs> i'm like oops what the fuck and i like even when we were there, like I had like a random like bruise on my leg. I thought it was like from walking around. I'm like, no, but if my leg is sore, my whole leg should be sore, not just one spot. Like, yeah, bro. That's Never like how again. you get like haunted in like paranormal activity too. It's like, oh, I like have a bruise that's gonna get you, <laughs> possess you. Never again, bro. But yeah, that was my Chicago experience. Once remember, uh, you know what? It has to happen at least once. <laughs> at least, like, at least we could say we did it and survived. So we we we've made jokes about it. But uh, did yeah. you have that thing where like you were like, "Huh, we're like trying to check out, but there's no one here, and we're ringing this bell." Then you see a picture, and it's you for the. We 1920s. did have a weird check-in experience, and then checking out. My my fiance likes to like give the key to the lady, but it was taking too long. She's like, "You know what? I'll just drop it here." <laughs> we just dipped. But yeah, I'm just glad we found out that it was haunted after we left. Cause like, if we found out there, yeah, I think it would have got. I think it would have been way, way more spooky. That's very much like a like when you back away from like a bear, like don't let it know that you're afraid of it or something. Yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. Cause supposedly with, with ghosts and stuff like that, the more you're scared of them, the more they can fuck with you. So, I. <laughs> but yeah, we had we had a lot of like weird stuff going on in the room that we just kind of like disregarded. No, uh. <laughs> The ghost is probably pissed like these motherfuckers don't even fucking know I'm here. <laughs> yeah, like pay attention to me. Damn it. Like, I to cut the water off in the out. shower and he didn't get he didn't scream or anything. <laughs> that would be like really funny. Like just like it's like, oh, like it's like um how people like 
take like pictures of them like playing chess on like a roller coaster, but it's like like you're in haunted rooms, just not plus by it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, bro. Yeah, bro. But I, I had to say that for the pod. Hopefully, the listeners enjoyed that one. No, uh, just <laughs> there should be like a website like that, like plans your trip, but like adds like one haunted thing. And you have to like guess which one it was. Yeah, then uh, my fiance has a friend that lives in uh, Chicago, and and uh, she told her she's like, "Oh yeah, I live here, and I've never been to that hotel." <laughs> but yeah, Not people even... were like li- literally like just checking in and out, like nothing. Like I, I think people just don't know. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't just like into it, people. It was like people that were like, "Oh, the world's fair, Chicago." So that's yeah, because we did, we definitely didn't fucking know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My girlfriend's gonna be so mad about that. She's gonna be like, "What? <laughs> you, they did what?" Yeah, yeah. I don't. Re- I don't recommend staying in the Hana Hotel. Definitely not. No, but it's good to once in a while go to a messed up hotel, though. Like, yeah, and I kind of, I kind of appreciate horror movies now more than ever because, because I'm like that shit's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I experienced that shit. Like I thought it was a joke, but it's definitely not. Oh well, you survived though, which is uh, yeah, bro. We survived, part. bro. We survived for now. Yeah, but yeah, the, I think the scariest part is like my fiance blacked out and doesn't remember anything of like when we went out, and she didn't even have that many drinks, and she never does that. So that was like the spookiest thing to happen. And why is there this old dress in my bag? She was like, "Yeah, I came home, showered, did all this, and I don't remember any of that." I'm like, "What the? Fuck? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah." But no, I think uh, we might have a friend here. Hey, Derek. What's going on, Derek? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry I'm a little late. Oh, uh, good. We're just talking about how I spent the night in a haunted hotel accidentally. <laughs> okay. Oh, whoa. For a second, I thought you were talking about the episode. I like, I do not remember a haunted dress. Did I watch the wrong one? Jump! And also, joining us today is Derek. Hey, Derek. What's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a minute. I was last on your show, or were you like, you last on here? I forget. Yeah, uh, last time I was on here, I, I've randomly just done holiday episodes. I did uh, the American Werewolf in London and then um, Jingle All the Way. So I did a Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas and a Halloween episode with you. <laughs> okay. Um, what we do on your show? Uh, I forget now. I don't think I've had you on yet. I need, I need to have you on at some point. <laughs> that reminds me. And like us. Speaking of which, um, what's um, your show and what's it about? So my show is called Underrated. It's a film podcast where, as you know, they might imply we talk about underrated movies. Um, so, you know, stuff that could be, you know, a, you know, critics might have hated it or it might have lost a lot of money at the box office. Like we just talked about Silence, which is one of my favorite movies, but just basically forced Martin Scorsese to go to streaming because it didn't do very well. But uh, me and a couple friends every other week talk about uh, movies that just deserve a little bit more love. Yeah, and um, it's a great show. And like I um, really <laughs> was talking to you and I had an idea. Okay. It is a bad idea, <laughs> but you agreed to it. So it's not all my blame, but I thought, okay. man, Jetman and Copywriter Build are really confusing. What if we bring in somebody in the middle of the show who hasn't seen any other episodes and they talk to us about what's happening? Yep. I was excited to. I was excited for it. Uh, so that is my surprise. 
for you, Senpai, though, uh, that uh, we have a guest who has only seen episodes 37 to 38 of these shows. That's wild. I thought you like had I thought you like binge watch all of these just to catch up. I'm like, that's a lot of dedication. <laughs> but no, this, just coming in blind, coming in blind. I can't wait to hear your reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a month ago. I was like, these shows are so confusing. What if <laughs> when you gave me that idea, I was like, that's so great. That's perfect. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And um, you've seen like some Toku, like, yeah, a little bit. Like I grew up on like Power Rangers and like VR Troopers and Big Bad Beetleborgs and then, you know, some random stuff, you know, uh, but I'm not I'm definitely not, you know, nearly as versed as you are. Uh, you guys are obviously. Oh, my God. You saw me like two years ago. <laughs> 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 Literally how, how Kip seduced me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like have you ever tried this drug though yeah <laughs> it's called Kamen Rider try it out take a hit <laughs> this is your brain it's your brain on Kamen Rider oh <laughs> yeah. uh, but no uh, I was so glad watching this the whole time I was like these are the perfect episodes to have with no context <laughs> yeah I I was I, yeah we'll get into it but I was there was a lot I was like who's this guy what's happening now so what we're gonna do is we're gonna recap these episodes and just every time you have any question anything that you don't know anything that you want to say like both just like hey this is cool or hey what i didn't know what this was just let it out anytime somebody on the show was like nani i was like yeah same like what but um let's uh, start with uh chojis that's jet man um and this show uh is from super sentai the series that is adapted in power rangers Jetman was the series the year before the series they adapted in the Power Rangers. Okay. So 1991. That, like, seeing how it looked, that tracks a lot, because it had that same sheen as, like, the original season of Power Rangers. Mm. Yeah, that grain to it, yeah. Yeah. But, um, we watched episodes 37 and 38, uh, so let's start 37, Birth, Emperor Tranza. Uh, and we start with a recap of what happened last time. And uh, what do you think happened before this? What did you okay. get from that? So, um, was Trans a, a kid? And then yes. he became an evil adult with, like, anime hair? Because <laughs> there was, like, a line there, like, he's all grown up or something like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he could, like, transfer. And, okay, so I think that there was maybe this organization of bad guys, and then Tranza was, like, their kid sidekick or something, and then he grew up through magic, and he's like, I'm taking over the bad guys now. And then and they were training. I don't that's about as much as I got. Go, like, that's what I understood, go, if I had to guess, going into what this episode was, what had happened previously. That was a perfect analysis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happened. No, uh, <laughs> how do we describe the character of Tran before this episode? Like, that by uh, bratty little kid, kind of overpowered for his own good, uh, unappreciated member of Viram. Uh, but the reason he turned into an adult was because he was being made fun of for being a kid, <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of like went to a dark cave and started screaming, like, ah, and then just turned into an adult and came back and kicked everybody's ass. <laughs> okay okay which is even more nuts <laughs> so this episode starts with the team golfing <laughs> yeah at a farm i was so confused like they're at a dairy farm there's cows around them yeah i guess they're just getting off their drives practicing their drives <laughs> yeah no putting will be done on that kind of grass <laughs> <laughs> so last time 
if you couldn't tell from the very good um recap, they went to the farm for the first time for like a weekend off or something, and then a bunch of ants made people into cannibals and they ate all the cows and dogs of the town. In case you didn't realize what they were. Oh, I, I that I missed that part. but uh, the team leader Ryu is off trading in the woods he was getting his Luke Skywalker on yeah Yeah, his little hanging blocks of wood he left one up that kind of bugged me I was like why didn't that last one fall imagine the effort that takes to set up (laughs) (laughs) gotta climb the tree tie it (laughs) make sure it's the right length a lot of dedication (laughs) And he gets confronted by this man who, in this great jacket in a tree who just it, beats his ass. Yeah. I'm just showing you that you're not the strongest. Get to it. <laughs> uh, and this guy just keeps showing up. Um, there's a scene where like guy is just like driving and then these like ladies come over and then like his girlfriend's like watching him like I'm not that mad as they like as like these girls say he's so cool. And then Transa shows up and is like, I'll show you you're not the best to get ladies. <laughs> uh, and Transa could, of course, change his outfit and every outfit he brings the heat today. Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, and of course, um, Transa says, you're not the best at getting women or whatever. And then he comes up to Raita, who is uh, the team goof. He's a little chubby. And he says, I'm going to out-eat you, which I'm not sure why that was a competition at all, but... I think that was my favorite scene. Because <laughs> I'm not sure we could get endless ramen at. If you, if you guys know anywhere to get it, please yeah. let me know. I was thinking, how much is this costing them yeah, right now? <laughs> it looked like it was like endless ramen. I've never yeah. heard of that, but I'm all for it. <laughs> I know that like going out to eat is supposed to be kind of expensive comparatively in Japan, too. So that was just like a couple hundred dollars just on that. Yeah, apparently there's an endless ramen place at the dairy farm slash golf course. Yeah, we have to find a location in this place because <laughs> that seems like an amazing resort. <laughs> a scene that made a lot of sense, I'm sure, is we cut to the Vire headquarters where Gray, uh, the like robot, is playing guitar when his string breaks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, Gray's incredible. Gray is a robot assassin who likes to smoke black and milds and drink like merlot and listen to gramophones and stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> and he's pretty awesome oh uh, but then the um rad who is the guy with the blue skin in the silver weird arbor attacks the team saying be glad you get to die in such a peaceful place and then transit shows up says once once the cocoon is cracked the butterfly dances and dons his arbor. Great line. <laughs> uh, it just incredible, right? He, he looks he looks so crazy in his outfit, just so wild in that hair, this arbor. That hair is right out of Ace Attorney. Like that was some fire hair. <laughs> I had a cousin that had like a spiky hair growing up, but he just like used glue that he mixed with some hair stuff, and that's what <laughs> this guy's got going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. He wants to be the leader and he wants to fight them and all this stuff. And like, he just beats the crap out of everybody. To- Which leads to Ryu needing to train. So he, he gets right in a tracksuit to throw logs at him down a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's uh, one short clip I want to show you all. It's uh, in the general of our Discord. 
Yeah, just to let me know when you're at the clip, and we'll watch like 10 seconds of it. All right. On go, we'll go. So I'll do three, two, one, go. And then uh, three, two, one, go. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we stop that there. Um, what the hell? So uh, for context, in the 90s, FMW uh, was one of the forefronts of deathmatch wrestling, and they were known for their no ropes barbed wire exploding matches. <laughs> and that was uh, a clip from uh, Onita versus Terry Funk, which is a very famous match. But I thought it was important because in this episode, they just copy it. Oh, yeah, they oh. totally did. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Wrestling's uh, not real, but it's not fake. Because, like, <laughs> that was the kind of match where like, a lot of people were like, yeah, like it was perfectly safe. I only got 90 stitches. But <laughs> yeah, so um, Transa wants to face Ryu and abducts him into this like death match with like some barbed wire and they just fight. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but then um, in the end, the team saves him and they fight a torpedo piranha who's randomly like shows up. Yeah. yeah, out of nowhere. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's Jetman episode 37. Just incredible, solid. It ends this cliffhanger of like Transa making Rad say his name as blood comes out of his mouth. And it's this. Do we continue? Yeah, my notes I said Transa made Rad say uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, um, so at this point, did you think you understood what you're watching, Derek? I mean, from the context of like, Watching a lot of Power Rangers when I was a kid, I was like, I think I get the gist. Like, there's the Rita Repulsa lady here, and she's got her minions, and I guess there was a coup with this transit guy, and then she sends down her mo- her main monster every episode, and it's always something weird. Like, some kind of crazy mashup of, like, an animal with, like, some kind of torpedoes or something. So I was like, alright, I think I got this. So, something cool is that, like, at the start of the series... They weren't mashed up of animals, so like they just do stuff like they had like this episode where they were like on a bus and people kept getting murdered, and then like at the end it was revealed that the bus was the monster that was eating them. Oh, <laughs> uh, but now it's like part animal too. But yeah, um, just the barbed wire. I was not expecting. I was like, like this is like what if Goldar came down and just like was like, oh, and now we're gonna have like a strap match because you have belts. Yeah. <laughs> So when you saw that scene, was that the first thing you thought of? Or did you kind of like look it up to see if this has been done before? It's a famous match um, before. So the Japanese guy that like clip super famous in like wrestling circles and like in Japan, he like went into politics after like his body gave out and then got out of politics when he had like a threesome on camera or something. So he's like a wild dude. (laughs) But yeah, uh, that immediately came to mind. I was like, oh, like, like they're doing some deathmatch shit here. <laughs> but um, that's episode 38 of Jetman, which is sudden hammer, or as the episode said, suddenly hammered, which is a little <laughs> different. Uh, and we're mid fight and they beat a random monster, a like biodimensional beast. Yeah, I thought I had missed something. I was like, did I skip an episode? Am I in the wrong episode? Yeah. They're just like in media res. I was like, oh, they're fighting this guy now. This is different than what I just watched. I was like, I double checked. I was like, all right, I guess I'm in the right place. 
Yeah, me too. That's the first time they've done this, I think. Only some episodes end with like the to be continued, like, and they never directly start up in any way that relates at all mm-hmm. to the show. Because uh, this show's gone places. Like, there's been like lots of episodes where it's like, oh, and now there's like a dryer that's their friend and all this stuff. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the plot here is, of course, um, that's they capture one of the bugs that turns things into monsters. And they bring it to Ryu's old rugby friend slash doctor. <laughs> that part I was like, bugs? What? Like, I was like, okay, I didn't get that in the first one where they're like, there's j- bugs DNA in this. And I was like, all right, all right. This is, I didn't, they freeze it. And then the thing is, when they went to the genetic engineering lab, the first time it came on screen, I misread it and I thought it said generic engineering lab. I'm like, that's just lazy. Come on now. No, uh, like the monsters of the show are made by throwing bugs at objects. Okay. Because the bad guys are from like the back dimension and they want to conquer the front dimension. A lot of great just 80s, 90s. Yeah. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Sci-fi in this show. Uh, but yeah. Um, so like because they're like trying to study this beast, Transit comes after it with Hammer Chameleon, who is a wild design. <laughs> He's yeah. like yellow and he like looks like core and he's got like some calipers. He's got a hammer. It's great. And honestly, uh, there's something so charming about back when they didn't have all the effects and all the budget where they were just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is just a little messed up. It doesn't quite look. It's definitely not realistic, but it's cool as hell. And I love how it was like invisible, except for when it would like there, you would just see that they had the hammer swing in. So the hammer had to be visible. So that's all you'd see of them. And then. If it was invisible, it was just completely gone. I, I thought that was the greatest, like, low-budget thing ever. It just made me so happy. <laughs> yeah, like, it gave me, like, real, like, Jaws vibes, honestly, too. Like, oh, like, don't show it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, um, so, like, the whole thing here is, though, that, like, his friend wants to become famous and wants to not be in, like, Ryu's shadow, and also a lot of rugby. Yeah. Because uh, they, like, have to pass around the conveniently shaped like rugby sized container and i was like is rugby big in japan or yeah i had the same thought too it must be yeah. enough that you play in like high school or like middle school more i don't know a lot of ryu in these episodes honestly which is like not the norm he's kind of not always the main character like this but like this episode he like beats three monsters by himself <laughs> yeah pretty much but yeah um in the end though um they fight the monster, they kill it, but then, because Yanagi was duplicitous, the cut-off part of Hammer gets attacked by the other bug, and becomes the monster again, and then Ryu is stuck fighting alone, so his friend has to get a fire extinguisher and rugby it to save him. <laughs> what do you think of the mecha fight, actually? Because, um, a l- little different from, like, the, like, old Power Rangers stuff, I know. I thought that was awesome, and it, honestly, like, the first episode was like really kind of like plot heavy and like, all right, we're establishing all this stuff. And there was a little bit of fun at the end. But this one was like, oh, man, we're all out going like full Power Rangers <laughs> fighting. And, you know, it, like every great episode, like they sh- the monster shows up, they fight him, they do a little plot stuff. They do some more fighting. And then, oh, man, he's getting big and we got to get the mech guy. And I thought that was I was like all in for that. I was like, this is what I was expecting. This is what I was waiting for. The first episode was fine. But I was so much more into that second episode. And when they had that big climactic mech fight, I was like, oh, my God, make my monsters grow. Yes. <laughs> this show has really 
great designs. Like that's their like second mech that of course they got from a bunch of spandex wearing bird people. <laughs> uh, just a lot of stuff has happened to this show. Um <laughs> But yeah, like it's like a like very cool design. Um I did like how the end of the episode though, it's like the voiceover as Ryu and his friend play imaginary rugby without a ball. <laughs> but um to spoil slightly um for next time, uh the next time on for episode 39, set it appears to be that uh all of the Jetman but Guy get turned into dolls, and Guy steals the fighting component from Gray. So Guy and Gray have to have to play roulette for th- the souls of the other Jetman slash his ability to fight. <laughs> what I think is great. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be so good next time. Two weeks. <laughs> so this is a like two show show though, ironic writer build. And what what do you think of this show, Derek? Oh, man. So this one, obviously, it's more modern, so it wasn't as reminiscent for me or nostalgic for me, I should say. Um, And this one, I had like no clue what was going on. (laughs) I was like, they were like very quickly like, ah, this guy opened Pandora's box and he destroyed Mars and you have my DNA, but you don't have it anymore. And we've all got five hour energies that we put in this belt that whirls around. And I was like, what is happening with any like I was so and it's like this guy had white hair and he's evil. But now he's got someone else's memories in his body and the prime minister's here and he's taking over Japan and his dad wanted him to say I was like, there was so much plot coming at me and I was just like right in the middle of it as like I get a couple of things like I think but I was so and then he like he's like ah you don't have my DNA but then he did it anyway and I was like what like I was I was completely lost on the second show uh five hour injury is nuts that is so funny <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what they look like right that's all I can think. <laughs> never thought about it until now <laughs> I don't know senpai but do you agree with that assessment of Kyle Rider Bill at this point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've, been, you've been spot on with the analysis. Okay. <laughs> Not knowing gonna... anything. You've been, you've been spot on. Pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we're jumping from 1991 to 2018. Different show Kyle Rider, but also uh, three decades later, so a lot changes. But um, yeah. Um, so Evolts has taken over Banjo or has taking over Sento, the main character, and now Banjo isn't taking over, but now he's got new rabbit powers, and he owns Kazumi really bad. And then Vernage, of course. She is uh, the green-eyed Martian priestess that takes over one of the other main characters that you have maybe one scene of in these two episodes. <laughs> Moves the cafe and the Pandora box. Um, then Evolt, the planet destroyer, talks to Nanba, the head of industry that has engineered war between the three nations that are, of course, caused by when Japan was split by Pandora's box 10 years ago after they brought it home from Mars. Super basic. Easy okay, of course, stuff. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kept referring to the country. I'm like, is it Japan? They say, I think Japan at like one time. And then they just keep saying the country. And I was like, are we in Japan? Like, what country is this? Like, I don't I Was it just generic future? Like, I was just like, all right, I'm gonna roll with it. How would you describe the country situation right now, Seb? Uh, pretty much it was one whole country, but then they opened Pandora's box and now it's split into three factions. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, they have their own money, and also they have like robot armies, and they're vaguely split like 
across the same borders as like uh the warring states like nobunaga like japan stuff but yeah um okay a lot of characters like uh, feeling bad about stuff that happened like kentoku uh the guy whose dad is dead is like my dad's dead and i can't become a writer again because i'm sad <laughs> um and then um they get in a big fight with some dudes including some dudes uh did you know the names at all of the two dudes that fight uh that are brothers that have like the, the guns the guys with the gears on them yeah <laughs> no i did not they kept calling each other bro and i was like is he little brother little literal brother i was like i don't yeah i have no idea what their names are yeah they're uh, the hell engine bro we don't they're orphans yeah, um i honestly didn't even know their real names i just knew they were the gear bros me neither was... <laughs> they got introduced as the third country's best warriors and orphans to the old dude that he raced <laughs> and we haven't really spent much time with them like they've just like mostly lost fights honestly <laughs> but yeah yeah they're just plot fodder but the big thing that happens here though is that banjo can't transform because Evolt took all of his dna you see banjo's mom worked at jasa J- japanese nasa um, and <laughs> not really called that but <laughs> you know <laughs> so good jasa yeah oh but i'm just i'm also watching for all mankind so that just was especially good like there's an alternate universe where japan got to the moon first i mean yeah uh but so his mom worked for space people <laughs> worked for astronauts and stuff uh-huh. and got possessed by some dna from space he was bored after only like one month from like inception and had the powers to be a writer. And, and like, he has like anime power ups. Like when he gets mad, he gets stronger. Whereas like everybody else has to like do dangerous stuff. He's also not the main character. <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> fun. But uh, so now he's human. But he grabs the bottle that was made from him. And he punches and punches and punches until he's not human again. Yeah, I was very confused about that. Yeah. And he gets a new form here. The form that he uses with like that first bottle brand new also the form that evolt uses in this episode he just got so each of these two episodes and the two episodes before it have new forms so that's four new forms in a row the show has a lot of toys a lot of forms too many i'd say (laughs) but um how do you like the fighting in this show it's much more modern compared to it's a lot of special effects yeah it was a lot of special effects and it it was kind of like it lost a little bit of the charm for me like i kind of like the thing i kind of like about toku is that it's a little bit a little bit off you know like it's a little bit like you can see the seams and i kind of like liked that whereas this was just like oh this is just kind of like special like tv level special effects and i was like it's fine you know but like i you know i i it's probably just the nostalgia speaking again but i i was really that super sentai I was really taken by that and I thought it was just charming whereas this was like alright this is it just seems like a lot of like oh now he's powering up even more and he's got this other thing and then these guys combined and he got his gear power but he died two minutes later so it doesn't matter. I was like alright you know it, it, it didn't do it as much for me you know. <laughs> no um, I don't want to speak for Zempai but that's kind of been what I've been feeling comparing these two <laughs> shows this whole time like ah I like like when there's a little bit less a little bit less toyetic, a little bit less like power up, a little bit less going on, 
more practical effects. And build um is well liked by the fandom, but I'm definitely like not feeling too great about it so far. Mm-hmm. And we're like 37 episodes in, 38 episodes in. But yeah. Uh because like not sure if you heard, but um when he um got the rabbit form after possessing that guy, he said phase three complete. So every other time they've gotten a one up like on him, he like has just pulled out a new form and it's annoying. Yeah, because I, I was it because fa- I remember he- the bad guy saying phase four because I remember I was like thinking about like Marvel movies. I was like, <laughs> we're, we're in the phase four of Marvel movies. It's like, oh, this guy too. Yeah, this is supposed to be his final form. So this is like him reaching mm. Frieza, Frieza level type. <laughs> shit, so yeah, and see, that was one one thing I never liked about Dragon Ball was power creep, and I felt a lot of that in this show. And it so, you know, for me personally, that that was kind of a you know a deterrent. Yeah, and the yeah. and the modern ones, it's a lot of power scaling. So like, mm-hmm. someone to get a new form, you're like, okay, so he's beating up a whole crew of two people, yeah, like two crew crews all put together, like yeah, <laughs> like okay, and then they'll level up to beat him one on one, but then he'll level up again. So it's kind of yeah. like, kind of hard to keep track of the power scaling. Because also, like, the truth is that Transa is actually the exact same character as a vault, just done more interestingly because there's no power scaling. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy how they lined yeah. up at the same time. <laughs> I know. I, w- I did notice, like, the, because it was like, oh, there's like these three factions, and there's like the good guys, and then there's like the bad guys, and then there's this kind of interloper guy. And I was like, that would that cult. I love a three person fight, you know, or a three faction fight. And so that was really interesting seeing that in both of these shows. And I think it was definitely handled better and more interestingly, despite the technical limitations in the show from 91 versus the show from 2018, you know? And like, Personally, I'd much rather know that they're not really underwater when they show a hammer underwater than all <laughs> this extra stuff on it. But no, um, I like his new form though. It looks good. It's like mm. it's like got black holes. It looks nice, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, let's talk about this last episode though, which is um, thirty-seven was called the ultimate phase, and thirty-eight was called Mad World. And a vault is so strong and his own body that he copied from the owner's body. He was the girl that's possessed by the Martian priestess's dad was possessed by him for like 10 years. And then he possessed the two big characters. And now he's had his own body, but he's copying his body because, <laughs> you know, TV. Oh, uh, yeah. But of course, um, Sento is also he's <laughs> we did this because it's confusing. But Sento yeah. is actually back to his Katsuragi personality. So Katsuragi was the scientist known as the devil scientist who like invented or like worked on a bunch of the like bottles and shit and like made all the monsters and riders. Um, then he got he, then the first third of the show was solving his murder that the like dragon guy Banjo got accused of and like sentenced to prison. It turns out he wasn't murdered. He was actually had his face changed to this guitarist from a band that we never actually come back to. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was given amnesia and that amnesia became his own personality. That is Seto, the main character who you don't actually meet at all (laughs) in these two episodes. (laughs) Uh, But now I guess he's back and he has some personality too. Um, But yeah, um, this episode has no intro because it's too busy, of course. But he says he'll lead the country now. And he will stop Danba. And you have one day to choose 
but he also tells Utsemi you have one day to choose. And Utsemi is a character that we don't really know too well, huh, by He just died one time that came back in like, the private sector. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the prime minister guy? The old guy? Uh... The dude who becomes a writer at the end. Oh, is, uh, the guy who was Utsemi. like, ah, I'm, uh, I'm evil now. I mean, I was evil before, but now I'm super evil. Yeah, him. Okay. <laughs> he used to work for the dead old guy who's the dad. And then he joined this other old guy who's soon to die. But yeah, um, to talk about the power creep, I found it hilarious that they gave the brothers a fatal power up and it did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like what like okay cool he sacrificed himself and now he's gonna do something with this and it's like no he's gonna die <laughs> immediately they got put in a machine that was like if you get defeated one more time your body will fail you and then they just do nothing and then they like combine their powers after one of them dies and it still does nothing it's just uh can you that like makes me think of like those like youtube videos like how like how you know you're like a side character like an anime or something like that just <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just that was too funny but yeah um they all fight him and it's they're losing so of course he has to turn this other dude into his henchman with superpowers <laughs> what a weird episode uh yeah <laughs> you have so much less to say about build the jetman because builds like constantly just doing this stuff where it's like building 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 and being like oh it's the end of the world oh it's the big war and there's no fun smaller episodes like a jet band so it just kind of falls flat after a while for us i feel like i don't know yeah that, but, that checks out yeah so that's jet band that's build what are your thoughts on these shows now uh derek so i you know build like we were kind of alluding to i wasn't super taken by it was just kind of a lot of you know power creep and very convoluted plot and i like you know plots where there's a lot of things going on but at a certain point it's like you know it has to mean something on a character level mm -hmm. and not just be like we gotta power up more um so i wasn't super taken by build but Jetman, i thought was incredible i was digging Jetman. you know it was <laughs> so much fun and it was just kind of like cheeky it was like we know what this is and we're just gonna roll with it like the way all those kind of like old toku shows from the 90s you know have have always felt to me and I thought the theme song for Jetman, it's still stuck in my Jetman, Jetman. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is so freaking good. Like, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, also, like, these costumes are so cool. Like, I was like, man, I wish that, like, Power Rangers had started a little bit earlier so I could see all these cool bird costumes. Like, I <laughs> thought there was, they looked so good with, like, the feathers. And I always love, like, a good kind of team coordination, you know? So they, like, ooh, this guy's a hawk. And this guy's a crane or whatever. This the the fat guy's an owl, and just like you know, I thought that was so interesting. The theming on it, um, and you felt like a lot of you got a real sense of the characters. I felt like as real people with like kind of lives to live in in Jetman, whereas like there was just so much. They were like soap opera characters in, in oh. build. Like they were just like you know days of our lives, but with that is superpowers. <laughs> That's a good take because we don't really know anything outside of what's going on in the series about the characters in build. It's kind of like they're yeah. working together to solve a problem. But yeah, you, you made a good point. And Jetman, they actually seem like they had lives before they became these uh, Jetmen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, like, I Jetman, think... some of these are to watch too. It's like super like streaming a lot of places. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. it was it was a good place to come in. I think those two episodes, Jetman, because the first one was like, all right, it started out with like really like here's the characters they're having these character interactions. You get a sense of who all of them are. It's like okay, you've got the guy over here. He's kind of like the goofy one in the group, and you've got the person who's like, oh, he's not even there because he's so busy training. So you can tell that guy's really intense. And then there's the guy who's like being flirted with the girls, and then there's the girl who I guess was I didn't know if she just liked him or it was his girlfriend. And so you get that whole dynamic. All of that was super well established for me just coming in the middle of the show. I got exactly who these people were and what they meant to each other. And then the second episode was just kind of more of an action punch them up, like maybe a little bit mythology episode. So it was a really perfect combination for me to get into that show. Um, And I just, like I said, aesthetically worked so well, even though it was the 90s and stuff. Those suits were so freaking cool. I love the kind of like feathered bird look to all of them and where they where they just kind of jump in I, I, I was digging it their outside costumes look too we already talked about how the bad guy had some cult costumes but like i guess the black ranger or whatever like his look with the gloves i was like dang this guy is styling you know like that was great like I, I i was digging the whole thing the first chunk of the show the team is not together because they all got their powers randomly besides ryu so like he's just playing jazz saxophone and like drinking whiskey and like flirting with like female cops and stuff and like not joining the team. And it's incredible. That sounds great. Oh my gosh. Uh, but no, uh, yeah. Like I think um, it does stand that you couldn't name any of the female characters in build or you couldn't Mm-mm. give motivations for more than one dude in build really probably. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about our th- Three main questions, though, um, like at the end of every show. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, between th- these shows, who are our top three favorite characters? You want me to go first? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so I got to give a uh, I got to give a slot to my man, Utsumi. He was so freaking happy to become a writer at the end of that thing. Finally. Uh, he was so dedicated to Namba. And then any chance he had a chance to turn coat, he just like finally broke the cane, did the most. So I would say he definitely had a, a, a deserving moment in the top three for me. Uh, spot two, I would say it's tough. I'll say Ryu. Uh, yeah. Ryu had a good two episode run. Got his ass kicked. Uh, the first one, second one, uh, pretty much helped his clout chasing friend out and forgave him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, number one spot goes to Tranza yeah. for just owning two teams of people and finally reaching adulthood. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Derek? So for me, I think number three would have to be Ryu. Like he, I thought, you know, I always, I always love a Red Ranger. You know, like Jason was my boy. Uh, so I thought that he got instantly some points for just that. Uh, but I like, you know, especially that second episode, he was just kind of like intense and had this ferocity to him that i really appreciated um i thought that was a really cool arc especially in the second episode uh tranza was is gonna be my number two i think he was really interesting you know a great bad guy who had some depth i didn't really know all the stuff that was going on with his backstory but the glimpses i got i was pretty interested and kind of wanted to know more and then i i don't know his name but like the guy i was alluding to earlier the black ranger with all that swagger, he's just like on the golf course and he's like, what's up? Lady? And then like he gets shown up and he's like, oh, man, like he just I, I thought he was just like so smooth and cool. I was like, I want to be this guy when I grow up. That was so great. Well, you're right. because His name is Guy. Oh, well, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> <Guy>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it's always a battle for most coolest character on mm. uh, Jetman between uh, Guy and uh, Gray. It's been it's okay. been a, and then they actually had a f- uh, episode when they fought each other. So okay. <laughs> and then like episode twenty, the um, like blue guy, he started doing some wild stuff, like like he brought them to hell and stole their souls and all this stuff. And he got <laughs> real cool. This show's great. Nice. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, for me, number three would say Gentoku. Uh, he's just consistent. Like he's been doing a lot of little character stuff. The most out of everybody. His scenes were fine. Like he like felt like he was moving in an arc here. Um, not that you saw most of that, Derek, but uh, still uh, <laughs> pretty good for us. Um, then I'll say Ryu. He's getting a lot of work um, to be more interesting, I think. And he's still just like an 80s, 90s main character, like Red Ranger. But it's fun. Uh, and Transa just yeah. <laughs> wild, <laughs> great dude. <laughs> yeah, but uh, our second question is, what was our favorite Toku thing? Could be an effect, could be a suit, could be a fight. And Seppa, what do you think? Uh, I kind of enjoyed the moments with the chameleon. To be honest, if I had to pick a exact moment, uh, Transa's attacks were kind of reminiscent of his of his kid form. So we really didn't get a lot of nuance there. Uh, and also the cage match or the barbed wire match is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and Derek. Yeah, yeah. For I mean, I gotta go with the chameleon as well, and I think specifically the moments when it would do that thing I alluded to earlier, where it just you just see the hammer come into the shot because like he's invisible. Boom! Here's just the hammer. We can't show the rest of it. It was such just an old school just like trick that you would do like on a camcorder back in the day if you were like making a movie with your brothers or something. And I just loved that. Just like this is, you know, now obviously they would be able to, you know, like green screen something. But it was just so like, this is what we got to work with. And it was still so effective and just like funny and cheesy enough. But it still worked. Because like with CG, what you can do is just like unnaturally show something going too fast or like not like in like a like way like a body works versus Mm -hmm. here. They had to do like a comic panel, like show the hammer, show the hit. Like it was like very old school um i definitely liked all the jetman stuff but a slight shout out to um the new black hole form for like a vault actually turns into a black hole he transforms his attacks to, like bring people into black holes he like brings them to like a salvador dali clock and like mirror quarry <laughs> it's some cool stuff actually for that yeah oh uh, and then what's always the hardest question what was our favorite outfit and i'm gonna let Derek go first on this one actually <laughs> um so i think you know i was talking a little bit about the outfits that i there's some cool ones in common rider i think the purple outfit was pretty cool the the white black hole thing was pretty cool but Jetman, just that whole team was so cool i love that their their outfits but specifically guy's regular form when he's just rocking the jacket and the gloves i was like my dude right here he gets it like that was my favorite outfit of the whole thing everyone's got these ridiculous crazy over the top outfits but my dude looks sleeky. Guy was cool. Mm. Is that by? Yeah, guy, guy is a uh, guy is always a candidate for best dress. But the only thing that that happens with the uh, Jetman and uh, Build the series, they don't really change fits often. So they kind of carry yeah. the the same suit or the same fit throughout the whole series. So the only time we get to see a new dress code or a dress outfit from them would be if they go on vacation, kind of like what you saw. But uh, I kind of like how swaggy uh, Transa was. Yeah. On the court and off yeah. the court. 
he had a good, you know, fit when he was when he first debuted with the, you know, kicking Ryu's ass and he always changed the fit anytime he met somebody else. So I think that was very fashionable. And then he finally topped it off with the, you know, his uh his Viram fit at the end. We all took buying the great ones, but um have to say shout out to Rita with the like lime green tracksuit where they're trading in like the waterfall. Just <laughs> yeah. throwing logs. Yeah. Just uh incredible. The, like Seahawks alternate colored green. That was so great. <laughs> yeah, just incredible. But no, um speaking of incredible, um, Derek, what are you doing uh when you're not a talk about old Toku? Uh, well, yeah, I'm talking about all kinds of movies over on, you know, my podcast underrated. I also, uh, you know, write movie or write about movies a lot. Um, sometimes I do it on medium. Uh, I work for watch mojo sometimes making top 10 lists. So if anybody out there is a fan of watch mojo, you might've heard some of my top 10 lists. Um, but yeah, the main thing is definitely talking about movies over on underrated and it's on all the podcast apps. So however you're listening to this one, you can also listen to me. Babylon about all kinds of other movies on that one. And Senpai, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and all your other social media platforms on the Copacetic Senpai. And how about you, Kip? You can find uh, me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find uh, the podcast on social media um, at Carbon Ridersby. There's CarbonMovie.com uh, for episodes and articles. There's CarbonMovie.com slash episodes for links to two different platforms. Uh, please rate and review on Spotify and a podcast. Uh, there's CarbonRidersby.com slash merch links out to our merch uh, with all the proceeds going to different charities uh, like Trans Lifeline and the Trevor Project this month. And yeah, uh, right now though, I have to ask you, Derek, uh, what did you learn today? <laughs> what did I learn? Uh, I learned about how, uh, I learned a little bit about Power Rangers history or prehistory, I should say, and what came before and what it looked like. Cause I've only seen, you know, the B footage of the power range of the you know that gets spliced in and then you know you have the american footage i got to see it was like i was peeking behind the curtain watching the that old show 